Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. I am. Uh, I've been better. I feel fine. I, I sound. I sound worse right, than I feel. Disclaimer: Because we're in a COVID era. Yes, I am. It's just his voice. It is just my voice. That you know, the kids, the kids bring home <laughs> kid things, and, and and that's why I sound like super bass here. Yeah, we're sitting five feet away from each other, so we're 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 kind of good. But no, yeah. yesterday you sounded. We, I sounded like death yesterday. You know, we departed at seven p.m. last night from the church parking lot. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. And I'm, you sounded like you had swallowed three frogs. You know, so now I sound like I just followed one, swallowed so I, one. So I sent, so I sent Angie a text saying your husband is not allowed to speak tonight, so he could do his podcast in the morning. And you, you were this close to flying solo today, so. Well, I mean, which I've done before, but I mean, <laughs> I, I prefer having having you in the room. But uh, so well, I, no. I could have just been here nodding along, yeah, no, which, thumbs up, which yeah. no one can see. <laughs> and you, and you cracked the joke. It's not, not not much different from what I usually do. You know? <laughs> All right, it's Monday so happy morning. Monday. Ha- off we go. It was a uh, it was a great weekend, wasn't it? It was a great weekend. We just finished uh, the Haiti drive, relief drive. Uh, we had all day yesterday. Jorge was here at seven a.m. till pretty much, well. We took a break till seven p.m. and then this morning the kids dropping off in school. Uh, so many things. We filled the truck from top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's not like okay, there's stuff scattered all around the truck. No. From top to bottom, you did an incredible job of just pushing everything back, the clothes on top. We were literally throwing bags of clothes uh, mm-hmm. from from the door of the truck, you know, twenty six feet deep into the into the very top of that moving yeah. truck. And 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 folks, if if you're still wanting to help out, obviously we're taking this to to Notre Dame IT this morning, and I just want to you know to, to let you know some details. We are taking that to. Notre Dame IT, which is, you know, obviously the, the base of the Haitian American community here in South Florida. And then they're putting that on containers that are going down to Lakai, which is the city that's most affected on the southern peninsula of Haiti. And that's on the south coast of Haiti. And so what they do is, and it was explained to me yesterday, it's pretty interesting, so that it gets to the people, so that the government agencies or, or gangs don't get, don't get involved, they don't dock at the port. They are anchor offshore and then they put these container on barges and then they take them in you know to the city you know so god bless them we've sent they've already sent seven containers or 15 on the way and you you know something better the 11 parish network that they have going on over there yeah so so once those barges get there um you know instead of having one one specific uh distribution center they send it to 11 churches um so that it, it can be distributed much much wider you know some some of these people can't make it you know to to a church but that's more than a few blocks or a few miles right. from where they live so that's so it is town. it is spread out evenly across those 11 parishes to try to get it into as many hands as possible that, that's and, that's amazing what they're doing down there and 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 the archbishop said it said it best last week when he announced the collections there'll be collection we had our collection yesterday the second collection here at the little Fl- at church of little flower but some parishes may do it next weekend and he ex- the way he explained it was was wonderful he goes right now there's many relief agencies there some that many people don't trust that even the haitian people don't trust you and i met a wonderful haitian couple that 
that are here yep. that I did not know were Persian because they've been so far away from, from the church because of the pandemic. And so now they're trying to come back. And a uh, wonderful Haitian couple, and they were explaining to me what went on that down there and this distrust they have for certain American agencies, which I will not name to not disparage or libel them. Uh, I would like to keep the podcast. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> uh, but... You know, but they do trust the church. And so what the Archbishop explained last week is that once these agencies leave, once these relief workers and search and rescue people leave, you know, what's left? The church, Caritas, which is the, the charitable arm of the Catholic Church. And that goes out uh, into the world. With, and we, the, the Caritas arm here in, in the United States is Catholic Relief Services, which has minute overhead in terms of because the bishops run it. Right. And so and they, obviously there's people on the ground and there's people there in Haiti, and, one, and I, I love there was the, the um, young Haitian woman from Lakai. She's actually from Lakai, and she told me, "Father, I, I bet you anything that those ch- those church agencies were probably on the ground faster than our own government." Oh yeah. So uh, it was just a great morning uh, seeing the people of God come together. I preached about it uh, this morning. It was all day yesterday, uh, seeing the response of the people of God, seeing the response from our school families. It was just incredible. The little kids carrying bags they couldn't possibly carry. It was just great, and it just shows the Catholic Church at work. And we'll be talking more about that's what makes us Catholic, is being able to reach out to us. Absolutely. You know, and and, uh, when I rented the truck on Friday, I guess it was, or or Thursday when we we spoke, and this literally came together in a matter of maybe 20 minutes. We we just sat down on Thursday and said, what are we going to do? And and we said, here's an idea, and and we just said, okay, let's go, with zero planning. We just Mm -hmm. said, "Let's, let's go for it. And we were originally going to rent a 15-foot truck. And when I went to rent it, the 26-foot truck was the same exact price. So I said, yeah, okay, let's do the 26-foot let's, let's truck and let's put the challenge out there to fill it up. And I have to say, it's it's an impressive sight. And the right. pictures, we've been posting pictures, the pictures do it no justice. No, you have to see it in person. Yeah. Because, that, I mean, to try to picture a 26-foot box truck filled, filled to the to brim with, with basically, you know, small bags of groceries, it's... Uh, just it's incredible absolutely and if beautiful. you couldn't make it out uh, t- like we we were going to start doing this today but because that's when uh amon and action which is one they're, they're members of our parish and they used to have an office in the archdiocese of miami and they're kind of the missionary wing of the archdiocese of miami they've been going down to haiti for 40 years and so they were partnering up with the city of carl's um, sorry the city of miami springs and uh they're starting today so if you really if you want to take stuff today Go to the Miami Springs Community Center gym beginning today at 4 p.m. All the items that we listed on our website and on our social media, all the items there, you could take them over there also. They'll also and it's the same deal. They're going to put that in the containers that will go to Lakai uh, to be able to get to Haiti. So thank you all for that. And, uh, well, let's dive into yesterday's uh, let's, readings. Let's do it. And I'm sure you have, uh, you have your own thoughts to share, but... What a beautiful line at the end of the gospel. You know, I'm, I'm just going to jump right to the meat go of it here. It. You know, to whom, you know, you, to whom else would we go? You, you, Lord, have the words of eternal life. You know, the, the beautiful words that Peter says. To whom, you know, where else, where else would we go? Because, you know, the people have just started to leave Jesus because what he's teaching is, is basically absurd. And that, that expression of faith, you know, to whom else would we go? To, to whom else shall we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. And I was thinking, as, as we're talking about the relief efforts in Haiti and, you know, these agencies that will come in and they'll be there for a little bit and then they'll, de- and then they'll leave to, to go take care of the next, the next big thing. Mm-hmm. But the church will stay. 
Yeah, and what a beautiful expression of the church right there. You know, to whom else would we go? It's it's always the church that is going to be there. No, and you're right. Remember, and remember what what we're listening to yesterday is the very end of the chap of the sixth chapter of Saint, of, of Saint John's, which we've been reading since mid July. So for about six weeks, we kind of skipped over the, the next yeah. to last section last week because of the solemnity of the, of the assumption, but. Jesus basically say, you know, starts off with feeding the people. Then he goes into the bread of life discourse. He tells the people, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life. And then yesterday's gospel kind of starts off like if you're joining a conversation yep. midway, midstream. Yep. And you say this, you know, how can we bear this teaching? How can we, you know, this man is speaking harshly. We can't deal with this. And so... People started abandoning Jesus, the disciple. Because here's the thing: there was the twelve, but there was also other disciples. I think that the, the the TV series The Chosen shows that very well. That there's other people that um, uh, beyond the twelve that are right. following Jesus, and so these people start falling away. And so, in a moment of great, you know, of great intimacy between himself and the disciples, you know, Jesus turns to them. But before, actually, let me backtrack a second because this is important. Before he turns to them, you know, he, he asks us, does this shock you? Because there's so many parts of our faith that shock you. And we're going to get into that. But, you know, Jesus says all these things and many disciples return to their for He goes, they return to their former way of life. So it's like, all right, they've been walking with him. They listen to him. Everything looks good. Everything sounds good. He's feeding us. You know, and he, we like what he's saying, but now when... And then it gets hard. Then, yeah. <laughs> and so many times when faith gets hard, when when God doesn't do what we want him to do for us, well, I'm not going to church. Well, why should I believe? Happens so many times with people that lose loved ones, especially when it's a tragic case when a husband... And listen, we, you and I heard about... No, I, don't, I don't know if you were there, but about a tragic case, uh, I believe a firefighter whose wife was pregnant and she got COVID and so the baby, so to, in order to save the baby, she was put in, in, into induced oh. coma. The baby is alive, doing fine, seven months along, but in terms of the, in terms of the, of the pregnancy, and, but, the, but the mom is still in a coma and her mom is also in a coma. Wow. And the, the, the two-year-old or older brother has COVID and, and all these things. So these are the moments that test our faith. And so many times, you know, I've been asked as a priest, Father, why should I believe? I go, what's the other option? Yep. You know, so, so many times it gets hard, but, you know, our faith is what helps us keep going. I, I've seen that so many times where, you know, where I attend a wake service or even here in church when we do a funeral service that people come. I mean, the other just the other day I was seeing a lady, you know, buried a, a wonderful grandfather of our school. And his wife was there, the widow was there, and as she was walking out, there was a lady waiting for, apparently couldn't get into church, or just was waiting for her there when we were taking the casket out. And this lady that was greeting the widow was crying more than the widow. It's the widow was comforting her. Wow. And it just, and, and sometimes I wonder, I go, and I preach about that all the time during funerals. Do we really have faith? So, th- I mean, it's tough to, it's tough to believe in these things. Jesus says, you will have eternal life. He says, not only I am the bread of life, but he says, I am the resurrection of life. We have to see beyond death. Jesus promises eternal life. So the disciples don't like this part. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life. They return to the former way of life and no longer accompanied him. So now he turns to the 12. Do you also want to leave? And then the line you let off with. 
Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Yes, and you know, Peter, when he gets it right, he gets it <laughs> so right. Because we so often see him get it so wrong. <laughs> but, it's, but it's great to see him, uh, you know, those moments where he, where he just hits the nail right on the head. and Wow. Again, what, what, a, what a astounding line and a beautiful expression of faith. And that's it, you know, that's, that's, if, if, if there's one line we ever, ever want to have on our, on our lips and our heart, it's that, you know, to whom else shall we go? Everything else is, is, I mean, we've spoken about this, you know, if Jesus Christ isn't there, if, if, if it's not Jesus Christ, it's a waste, it's a waste of time, it's a waste of energy, it's a waste. And so many people find solace and refuge in Christ and come to our chapel and come to our church precisely in those moments of despair, in those moments of tragedy, in those moments where everything is falling apart around them. That's why Peter says, to whom shall we go? Because here's the thing. Yesterday we're presented with options. You know, you have in the first, in the first reading from the book of Joshua, Joshua's coming to the end of his life. And he basically has seen all these people. Remember, Joshua is the one who succeeded Moses in leading the Israelites into the promised land. He led the Israelites into the promised land, led them into battle, successful in battle. But even through all of that, the Israelites continue to be unfaithful to God. So Joshua says before he dies, he goes, listen, you all need to make a choice. Either you follow the God that liberated you from Egypt, or you follow these river gods that you just, you, you just got to hear, and you look, oh, look at these look at these beautiful gods that they have in this country. Let's follow them. And, and he has this great line, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful line. So, And then Jesus also gives the disciples, the 12, the option. Okay, are you two going to leave, or are you going to stay? Stick around. And of course, Peter says, no, we're sticking around. So... This is something that is so profound. Right before I went to the afternoon mass yesterday, the five thirty mass, um, he said there was this great tweet that I read from an, an a Dominican preacher. God bless the Dominicans, you know, order of preachers, magnificent preachers. Uh, a priest I had never heard of, Father Reginald Garigou Lagrange, said. Indeed, in the end, there are but two possible options, God or radical absurdity. And the way it's so simplistic, but so profound, because this is what Jesus presents us with. Either you follow him, and Peter understood this, or you go off to your former way of life, which is radical absurdity, because what can be better than to dwell in the life of Christ? What can be better than that? Yeah, and there's there's a little line there in the gospel that we we probably overlooked, uh, and and it's they no longer accompanied him, you know. So so the the these disciples, these followers, return to their former way of life and no longer accompany Christ, and yet so often when you know when the going gets tough, our line is you know why Lord have you abandoned me? Mm-hmm. You know where is God in all this? You know God has disappeared, and but God is always there, and the invitation is always there. And yeah, it's at the end of at the end of it all, as the tweet so beautifully put it. We either have God or or it's radical absurdity. I mean that, that that's and so you think about what that means. Radical absurdity. It's very hyperbolic, yeah. but it's true 
You go out there. There's nothing in the world. And I said this last night at, at, at my evening homily. There's nothing out there the world could possibly offer you that will fulfill you yep. as God fulfills you. That will make sure. you as joyful as God makes you joyful. You'll, we get, may think you'll get fleeting happiness. You'll yeah. get fleeting success. No, you'll get nothing. fleeting this and fleeting that. and, and Nothing permanent. Nothing. Now, does it come with suffering? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because look what happened to Jesus. For sure. Does it come like today? We oh, and, and he told us, you know, yeah. he said, you know, take up your cross, follow, follow me. me. And yes, but we don't like to suffer. Today, I was going to say, today we celebrate St. Rose of Lima, which is a feast day of our principal, Sister Rosalie. Yeah, Sister lived, Rosalie, happy feast day. And she Boop. and Sister, well, Sister, I mean, St. Rose of Lima lived a life of great penance. Yep. And that's what sanctified her. So, you know, it's not that, it, it's not that we're all called to live that life of penance. Even the Carmelites, they live lives of penance. And they do penance for us priests, and thanks, thanks be to God for that, we need it. But, you know, we're not all called to the same thing. We all have different vocations within our vo- main vocation sure. to be Christian. But, um, you know, but we have to recognize, it. you know, it's, yes, it will get hard. And that's why, I'm sure I've read on this before here on the podcast, that's why I loathe the prosperity gospel. Okay, if you follow Christ... You'll be successful and wealthy and happy. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get sued. I'm gonna get sued. But but you see what I'm saying? I it's, mean, yes, God wants to bless us. Yes, but, and He will. But the the measure of God's blessings is not our bank account. Or... No, it, it, it isn't. And the thing is that here's the thing: is that we have to recognize the blessings because it may not be okay the winning lottery ticket or For the sure. house that we want or the car that we want or this and that or or finding a guy or finding a girl if we're single, but you know, find the blessings, in our, even the smallest blessings, that we have a roof over our head, that we have running water. Let's go back to Haiti, okay? Because even before the earthquake, they had very little. And now with, after the earthquake, some of them have nothing. You know, they are afraid to sleep in their homes because they're afraid an aftershock will come and what's left of their house is going to cave in on them. So they're sleeping in tents on the street. In fact, I remember yesterday somebody brought us, brought us tents yep. for them. Just think of that and thinking, whenever I've gone on missions and I've had to bathe myself from water from a well, yeah. using, I, mean, I have a mug in, in my hand right now, sure. using a mug to pour water yeah. over my head, you know. Just and if you have a well, you're lucky. And if you have a well, Because oh, often absolutely. it's just a, a dirty Look river. <laughs> our friends at Blue Mission yeah. do putting up wells all throughout yeah. Dominican Republic. If you have a well, you're lucky. If you have clean water, you're lucky. Lack of clean water around the world. So yeah. just opening the faucet to brush our teeth. Yeah. To put water through our hair so we could gel it in the morning. Yep. As some people, I, I don't do that. But anyway, but, but anyway, just simple things like that. Going into a room, turning on a light switch. As we're speaking right now, so many people in New England don't have electricity. Yep. But go back to Haiti. And this is something that they are not accustomed to. So it's not about, it's, it's recognizing the blessings that we have each and every day. Following God does not impl- mean that he is going to say, oh, you know what? You know, because the prosperity is not here on earth. The prosperity is in heaven. You know, seek the treasures that are above, not the ones that are below. That's what St. Paul tells us. Amen. You know, or, or, or the classic, you know, we are of the, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That's right. You know, yeah, we, we need to survive and we need to make a living and we need to, you know, practice our faith down here. But, but at the end of the day, you know, all this goes away. And what's left, what's left is, is God. And what's left is eternity. Mm-hmm. And That's right. 
Now there's a second tweet. Yes. That Here I we want, go. Here and we go. This one's good. Father Mike Schmidt, if you haven't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm promoting another podcast, but it's great because there's so many great podcasts of, from Catholic priests out there, the, um, which is the Bible, the Bible in the year. And, it, and at the beginning of the year, it was the number one podcast in the United States. It was, it was, it's so good. Father Mike Schmidt of Runs Ascension Press is so good at communicating the faith. And in his homily yesterday, because again, it boils down to both Joshua and Jesus presents us with options. You're with me or against me? Are you going to follow me? Are you going to follow the Lord? And then so many times, okay, we're going to follow you, but we put conditions on that. Okay? And we and so many put conditions when it comes to our Catholic faith. So he oh. says, if you accept what you like in the Catholic Church and reject what you don't like, it's not the Catholic Church you believe, it's yourself that I've created my own version of Christianity when I pick and choose. Let me repeat that, because that's so good. If you accept what you like in the Catholic Church and reject what you don't like, it's not the Catholic Church you believe, it's yourself that I've created my own version of Christianity when I pick and choose. And listen, oh my goodness, we say this in the creed every Sunday, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Remember last week we were, we were talking about, you know, you know, is our goal heaven? Is it really? And so when we say, do we believe in the Catholic church? Do we really? And listen, we know that as a church we've committed many sins over 2,000 years, especially in the last 20. So, but the dogma, the teaching, the morals, that has not changed. Heaven and earth will pass away, my word shall not pass away, Jesus says. So, if we accept this, we accept it in its totality, if we're going to go with Jesus, see, that's what happened to the disciples that fell away. Yep. They wanted to pick and choose. We want the bread. Yep. We want you to feed us. We want to hear those nice stories, those nice little parables that make us feel good and warm and fuzzy inside. Yep. But, you know, but Jesus didn't say anything that was offensive to my goodness today monday's gospel yeah. woe to you <laughs> pharisees and scribes you hypocrite he's insulting everybody you know and, and calling them out so it's not like something that was but yes eating flesh and drinking blood yeah that was radical at the time we believe it now but father schmidt's point is taken you know we can't be like those disciples that wanted to pick and choose how they follow jesus the conditions to follow jesus the rich young man yep you know he wanted, we talked about it last week, he wanted to follow Jesus, had the great int greatest intention, couldn't sell his possessions. So this is what it is. If we don't, if we pick and choose, then we've created, it's not, it's, it, we, we believe not in the Catholic Church, we believe in ourselves, and then we created our own version of Christianity which, in which we pick and choose. Yeah, and Jesus, in response to that, doesn't then turn around and start watering down mm -mm. his own message. Which, which is the temptation for, for us so often, you know, when especially working, working in the church or working in a religious ed program, you know, where, where we're confronted with these, with these families or individuals who say, you know, yes, I like this, but I don't like that. And, and yeah, I'll come if it's this way and not that way. You know, and the temptation is so often, okay, well, we'll, we'll soften it up because we want you in the door. But when we look to Jesus, you know, he gives them the freedom, and he says, "Okay, do you two want to lead? If you want to go, there's the there's the door. I'm not. I mean, this is this is what I'm. This is who I am. This is what you're getting. And the oh, just 
that that always hits me. You know, when when I read that that passage about those disciples and, and Jesus' response to just to just walk them watch them walk away, and I'm sure it hurt him. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because as a pastor, there is great sadness when you see someone fall away from the church because of it could be because of teaching it could be because they don't agree with the way the church handled something Uh, or it could be because they don't particularly like you as a priest or as a pastor and you know what It, it it does hurt but at the end of the day we're only called to be faithful to one person that's jesus christ and as a church, we're called to be faithful to Him, called to be faithful to the teachings that He left us. And so many people over the last 20 years, and like I said, warranted. We've had scandal over the last 20 years. The sexual abuse scandal, we're still, you know, we're still, you know, you know, going through the effects of that. And there are people that cannot forgive. And and then and it may not have affected them directly. They may not have been abused or anything. Right. They just cannot forgive that the church covered it up, but they cannot forgive yep. that the church did this or that or didn't do this or that. And I get that. Yep. But at some point, you just have to let go of the anger and say, you know what? The church that we believe in, that we profess on Sundays, is holy Catholic and apostolic. Its members are not. Are not. <laughs> We're are perfect. far from it. <laughs> As a people, we are holy. Yeah. As individuals. Yeah. We are flawed. We are sinners. We gather together. And, you know, the, the, the phrase stronger together has been used a lot. I remember the mm-hmm. first time that I heard it, I was at the Dolphins. And it was used as our, as our social media tagline, I believe, in, I don't know if it was 2014 or 2015. No, I'm sorry. Going back a little more, 2012 or 2013. And then I started hearing it more and hearing it more. And, and, now fact, and now the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics. It's, it used to be uh, uh, used faster, to be, higher, stronger. Stronger. Now it's together. Yeah. They added a fourth one, which is great because it does unify. Absolutely. But we are stronger when we are unified. We are stronger as a church when we act as one people. Like what we did this morning, we did yesterday, bringing everybody coming together to rally support for Haiti, to bring all these beautiful things for Haiti. See, Bishop Barron talks about this a lot when trying to draw in young people. That the best way to do it is through this social action by saying look at let's do this together to help these people because this generation does see the good in helping others god bless them instead of just saying "Eh, that's their problem no we are one people we are on this planet together let's work together we are all children of god and it, it was uh it was beautiful to see every time a car would pull up to the truck yesterday or even with the with the young volunteers that we had helping us out you know, as the truck got fuller and fuller, as or as a car pulled up, and they saw, you know, how many bags and how many donations were in that truck, they would just light up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and or you know, go they, back for more. Someone back for more. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But you know, some of them just brought their, you know, their one little Publix yeah. bag, which is phenomenal. But to, you know, together we filled up a twenty-six foot box truck, mm-hmm. and every single person that that walked by, that drove by, that that brought something. You could just see the the pride in their face, the pride in their heart that, you know, we did this as a community, and and we'll never see these people that we're gonna, we may never see these people that mm-hmm. we're gonna help. You know, we we'll never know their names. We, yeah. But but still, you know, we we rallied together and and we did this, and that's the beauty of the church at work. That's the church. See see the thing is that 
we think of church, we think of hierarchy, we think of the Pope. Of rules. Yeah, all, all that stuff. <laughs> no, the church is all of us gathering together and doing something together like that. It's us helping one another. It's us being there for the widow, being there for those who lost loved ones, being there for those who are sick, being there for those who are suffering in Haiti, being there sure. for those who are suffering in our neighborhoods. Yep. You know, yeah, we, every month we take we take food to the Miami Rescue Mission. Yeah. You know, so, sometimes we, again, a lot of people say, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm spiritual, but you know, I don't really know oh, how the how the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I I don't know how God speaks to me." And it's it's just something as simple as you know, you you opened up Facebook this weekend because we weren't able to put in the bullets, and and we say, "Look, we're collecting these mm-hmm. these goods for Haiti," and it worked. And something moved you to say. I want to. I want to participate in that. You know, I want to. Even if it's just something as simple as, God, my my t-shirt drawer is is jam packed and I need to get rid of it. So great. Here's a, here's an opportunity to get rid of it. I was supposed to do that last night. I forgot. Yeah, and that I is. Time. I have time. <laughs> you do have time. I have you got time. about forty minutes. There we go. <laughs> you know, that's the Holy Spirit at work. You know, just just that something. You know that that lit up your heart to say, you know, I want to give. Right. Yeah. You know, I want I want to drop off something. I want to go buy something. You know, I want to help. That's the Holy Spirit at work in your life. You know, so, so it's not this, you know, big mystical thing that we often uh, associate with the Holy Spirit. At times it is. But for the most part, oh, you saw the Holy Spirit work yesterday. For the most part, it's it's just as simple as God, that is beautiful. I want I want to be part of that. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, I'm a spiritual person but not a religious person. That's a podcast for another day because, itself, yeah. because that's something that came up about I want to say about nine or ten years ago that was that made the rounds on YouTube and I totally debunked that during a homily yeah. and uh, and we'll revisit that but today think about you know the options you have God or radical absurdity I'll take God okay absolutely every time so <laughs> this is the call to action for this week you are always every single day you're presented with these two options. It's not three, four, five, six. There's two. It's taking God and everything that comes with following God. Everything that comes with following Jesus Christ, who is God. Everything, by the way. Everything. (laughs) Go to Father Mike Schmidt's tweet. It's either choosing God or choosing a life of radical absurdity. Because when you think about the supreme good that is God, there is no good that surpasses Him. There's nothing out there that will... Fill us with joy, with happiness. Like I said earlier, it doesn't mean that we will live lives that will be stress-free or that will be pain-free or that will not be full, that will not have suffering. No, but when we have God, we will be able to overcome that, embrace that. And sometimes, like some of the saints said, rejoice in that suffering, saying, I offer this suffering for my Lord, I offer, you know, for the church. Yep. I offer to the Lord for my church, as many of the great saints did. And that's what we are called to. My friends, it's as simple as that. Joshua presented to his people, he says, for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Who is it that you serve? Yes, yes, the you, the you, the you. running back. Wow. 
That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just no, but just no. Get out of here. What was that last night? Well, it wasn't last night. It was Saturday night, but that was pretty good. Dolphins played well against the Falcons, thirty-seven to seventeen. You saw it over your. I wife's saw it over right my shoulder. wife's right shoulder <laughs> until we uh, at at a restaurant until they sat us at the table and then my back was to the to the screen. Uh, and I mean, a delicious place, but they need bigger bigger TVs because I could see. It was a small TV. Show me the picture. I could see what was, I could see what was happening, but the the little score line up top. No, uh, it's, squinting it's, oh, don't, don't to what? What's the score? Hard. What's the time left? Uh, oh no, no, that score But hey, hard. they look good. They look very good. Tua had a great day. He uh, went eight, 16 for twenty three hundred eighty three yards, one touchdown. Ran the offense very efficiently. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the receiving core, but the receiving core is decimated with injuries, uh, and that's they're going to be ready for opening day. And and Tua's playing well, but some a writer made a point that. The reps are getting in practice to get in chemistry with Tua. That's what's going to be missing as you get closer to opening day, which is now, oh my goodness, it's three weeks away. So, so we got pick them next week. All right. That's that uh, next that's week's segment. Pick, pick them. Pick them. All right. So, so that one, yeah. We well, got we Dolphins got, and Hurricanes. Pick them. Because the thing is, the Dolphins play, play Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. And so. And, and I know we did pick them a few episodes ago back in season one. So we have, we have to pull that up somewhere. And we can compare. No, notes. no, no, but, but no, but, but here, here's the thing: the Canes are totally different, all right? Because that's, but you know, we did the pick them right when the schedule was released. Uh-uh. So do it for the Canes. But Sunday night, I mean, excuse me, Saturday night, the the Dolphins played very well. The offense looked in sync. The running game was was pretty good too. I think Miles Gaskin. Uh, I have the full box score in front of me. Of course, and, you do. because of course I do. And uh, Gaston Asher wasn't leading rusher. It, it was um, one of the new one of the new Malcolm Brown, the new acquisition. He rushed for forty three yards, had a touchdown. Miles Gaskin had a sixteen yard run. He rushed for twenty seven yards. We you know it was spots here and there. Tua had one rush, but I want to highlight but story of the game here. Story of the game was Sam Aguavan, who I thought was new to the team. He was on the team last year, and Carly was listening to us. He he, he corrected me. He was, he, he reminded me last last yesterday that these are preseason phenoms that don't do anything in the regular season. But this young man had 11 tackles, and seven of them were solo tackles, had four sacks. Jason Taylor was in the booth. He said, I've never had four sacks in a game. Wow. Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer. And the last sack that he had was for, for safety. So he had a great game, and we pray that he can contribute to this defense and can contribute. Our defense is stacked. Our defense is really stacked. See, those 17 points uh, that Atlanta scored were towards the end. You know, you already had the scrubs in. Garbage time. And the only people that were interested in whether or not they scored those extra 17, those extra points, were the people in Vegas. So it's like, that's it. It was over. I saw what I needed to see. Tua looked good. You know, we're all happy. We're we're good. We're going to the third. We don't know yet if, see, now there's only three preseason games, so we don't know if it's three three preseason games. You should be the dress rehearsal. We don't know. If they're going to do a dress rehearsal or if they're going to look more at the kids that are on the bubble or, or on danger, in danger being cut. So who knows what's going to happen. I I think we're ready. Let's go, man. Let's go. I mean, let's, let's kick it September off. September 12th. Okay, but September third. Wait, September 3rd or 4th is uh, Canes in, in Alabama. Oh, my goodness. How Hold can on. I forget? No, we're, we're looking at it. It's September 3rd. 4th. September 4th, Alabama. We're doing well. 
Um, but we want to talk about one of our, the one that got away. It's, it hurts so much. Yes. Yesterday, congratulations. Hold on, I need, I need a box of tissues here. Oh, and we, I, have, <laughs> I have an old used napkin right next to me. Maggie! Maggie Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th homer, and I remember watching the game. I wasn't there. A bunch of people will say we were there. I looked at the video last night. The stadium was empty. It was 11. It was, I, I, I don't know, it was 10 or 11 innings against the Tampa Bay Rays when they were irrelevant. And uh, they were, um, it was 2003. And that was a he comes good year. up. It was a great year. We ended up. <laughs> we ended up with a trophy at the end. So he comes up, skinny kid. Oh know, my God! And he, he was. The, and he hit flackle. the ball well. He hit the ball well. Everybody. He was hitting on the screws, but he hit two people, and couldn't get his first base hit. His first base hit was a walk off home run against Tampa to dead center. To, no, to the deepest part of the park. And yesterday he hit one. To right center, it reminded me a lot of the homer he hit against Roger. Uh, I was going to say that's that's iconic. That's iconic. Like, right after right after the brush back, he was brushed back. Oh. but you know, worst trade in Miami sports history by far. Like I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything even close. I mean, Yelich is up there. Yeah, but Yelich didn't even want to be here. So no, it's not that he didn't want to be here. Is that we, we you know? I mean, yeah, the return. Four, lo- the return. I mean. Lewis Brinson, although he has kind of fallen back to earth the last week, so has the Marlins seven lost seven in a row. Let's not go there, but uh, but, but yeah, Yelich wanted out, and you don't want a guy and, like that and, 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 in, and in the clubhouse. Yeah, he's so happy in Milwaukee. Yeah. He he's doing great, won an MVP, yep. all that. But but no, top of the list is you're trading probably the best was hitter a, a of this generation. Generational player. And, you, and he was and homegrown. He was, yeah. he was ours. And he loved he loved being here. Yes, he got fat. You know, I remember his last years there. He was parading around the bases. Uh, he wasn't that skinny kid anymore. Yeah. I think we traded him in 2000, 2007 when we traded him. But, you know, he spent his first seasons with us. And, and good for the Marlins for tweeting out yeah. congratulations. We were like... We, ha- we had a running... We had a running... Not a bet, but... Uh, we were like, they're not going to do it. They are they? I mean, because... It took him till six o'clock. It's, it was a it little delay. It, it was like, do it. I mean, Tommy Hutton did it right away, you know, and he called it. He was calling that game in 2003 yeah. when he hit that walk out. He goes, and he screamed out, Welcome to the big leagues. And it was so good. But it's like, you look around and you say, Man, what could have been if we would have kept him? Dontrell also went out. I don't know if he went out on that trade or, 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 or a different trade, but, but, but. We had such yeah. good homegrown players that we sent away, and may, yeah, maybe we couldn't have afforded him long term because he got re- paid oh, really yeah. well in Detroit. Uh, took Detroit. Uh, to he a, earned it. He earned, yeah, he did. <laughs> took Detroit to a World Series, but which they lost. Uh, I believe it was, it was yeah to St. Louis, and uh, but Miggy just just See, a jovial character. The, the counterpoint to that because right. this is the rap that, that the Marlins always get. You know, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. But if the if ownership would have kept these players, instead of yeah. you know it, it was like you fall in love with a guy and then they ship them off, and then you fall in love with the next guy and they ship them off, mm-hmm. and yeah they get expensive. But you know you have to build your fan base. You got to, and that's what they're trying and, and to like, do with Giancarlo with the old ownership. Yeah, but that was a that was an such albatross a bad, was of a, a bad terrible contract. And, and thankfully, he's playing well for the Yankees now, but for so but it's. It's preventing the Yankees from making other moves because that contract yeah. is such an albatross. So yes, we would have had to pay him, but 
you look at what he has become, and we knew what he was going to become. Yeah. And he got a little complacent here. He had the arepas going on. He was Venezuelan community, all that stuff going on here. I mean, can you got blame a, him? Got, you a know, little, got a little chubby. Those arepas are delicious. They are, but, you know, our boy just needed the right, you know, right, right pick me up to just to get in there. Because you, you look at all these players. You look at Miggy Cabrera. You look at Hanny Ramirez. You look at Giancarlo. You look at Stan. I mean, Yelich. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, he's having trouble right now. But even Ozuna, when, yep. before he went into the, got into trouble. But all these players, homegrown, yep. we do it well. And that's what you're hoping for from a Jazz Chisholm and from a Jesus Sanchez. And, I can, and, I can and only hope Sixto. we've turned the corner. Oh, but, you know, but this, this last week has been brutal. And, you know, there, there, there's... How much, how much Marlins baseball have you watched this last week? Not too much because see last week the Red Sox were playing the Yankees so watch that yeah I would turn over every now and then and like you know, I might Atlanta's, have a combined uh, three innings total if even that no I mean it's, it's they, been rough they, it's been rough would have been great <laughs> the last game I want to say the last game they played against Atlanta it was last Wednesday they were down eleven to two going into the ninth and I'm like I might watch this yeah. but they came back yeah, they made and it, they had they made it, it was eleven nine and they brought the winning run to the plate. And guy was swinging out of his shoes every single swing, trying to end the game, and you just can't do that. But, but the Marlins, come on, we got to get it together. And 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 because I I tweeted, uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I go, I, I feel bad for the Marlins' timing because our focus already. My mug on the on the desk is a Dolphins mug. You know they go into obscurity because last year was the exception because they what made was that, that What was that run. tweet you sent me? It was uh, Marlins have lost seven in a row. Send a send a meme with your with oh your, my send a, send a send a gift with uh with, with how you're feeling how right you're now feeling. and you, I and I send you are you ready for some football pretty much yeah that's <laughs> that's it that's how we're feeling I'm you know I'm, I w- I sent you a more violent uh, yeah. gift of like somebody beating their head because it's just so frustrating yeah. and and you and I still have to go to several games because we have tickets we to do. Them. so I may go tomorrow night but do. you know it's just it's just watching baseball and and while we're, while we're on the topic of going to games uh, mm-hmm. we can go ahead and announce this parish wide it'll actually be in the bulletin this weekend uh, we have our kids singing the national anthem again on the field pregame that's gonna be Friday September seventeenth. I think it's a six forty start. Uh, no, I think it's seven ten. Oh, because it's a Friday. That's right. It's yeah, a Friday. Friday so and, and they're we're now when they go up to school, and we're now mid September, so they, right. they move everything back. They move, yeah. So the, what they did was, you know, at the beginning of the year, six forty, so the kids could go early, right. which is great. One of the good things that they yeah. do, you know, in terms of customer service, but yeah, so we're doing that. Call the office. We'll give you more information. More information in the bulletin. So many good things going on in the church right now. Uh, we have a lot of ministers are revving up to to go full throttle full throttle during um during the fall so we're doing these things uh thank you to everyone who contributed to to the haiti relief we are going to reassess next month to see where we are because even our homeless many thank you joe jewey who uh, who helps us every week every month with the Miami rescue mission but if we still see that there's need in haiti because listen we all give we, we're so used to giving right away when something happens and then what happens a month two months three months down the line that's always important. It's like I say during every every year during Christmas toy drives. You know, we remember the poor during Thanksgiving and Christmas. What about the rest of the year? That and that's important. So we'll reassess it, and if we do another one, we'll, we hope that you can join us as well and 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 helping out our brothers and sisters down there. And also pray for Afghanistan. What's going down there, is, going on over there, is heartbreaking. And and we pray for them, and we pray for all those people that are trying to get out. But uh, today we we want to give thanks to the Lord because. He has given himself to us, and we ask the Lord to bless us and to help us always to opt for him, to help us 
always seek refuge in Him because He alone has the words of eternal life. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.